0: Dave, I need help fast. I get phone calls every week for commercial service. I get it turned away. My guys are motivated. I just don't have the time to get them all trained. You know I can help with that, right? I'll even come to you. Wow, you'll come to me? Yeah, I have courses covering everything from sexual to rolling fire doors. I can even help get your tech IBEA certified. We also offer business training one-on-one or in a group setting. That's great, Dave. What's the best way to get in touch to set this up? You can reach us at Training at gmail.com, 410-984-0256 by phone, or website www.MountOnSiteTraining.com. Well, thanks, Dave. Hello, friends. Good morning, and welcome back to Monday Morning Mindset with me, your host, Greg Giaquinto. It's another beautiful Monday, and another weekly reminder for you to pause and take a deep breath. This is a Monday morning mindset with a why because it is my mindset. You have your mindset. If you call your mindset my mindset, that's fine too. But the point is that we all share some common principles and there's some commonalities that will come up that make sense for all of us, right? And mindset is a critical piece of being an entrepreneur, being a leader, being any professional being any person who wants to be better than they were yesterday mindset is critical that's why i decided to have a podcast about it something that i've been working on for the last maybe decade on improving for myself and i thought i'd take the opportunity to maybe share some things that i found helpful for me and things that i that come up in some of these in some of my networking groups some of my circles that I learned from you guys and from other people that I think are fantastic and I think are worth sharing with as many people as possible and so this week what I would like to talk to you all about is people and treating people like people and how important that is for our team and our customers our clients right so with our team One of the challenges for me has been always looking at people as people and never looking at them as numbers, right? And that sounds kind of screwed up, but hear me out. You have to look at the numbers, but you still have to treat people like people. In recent months, I've kind of found myself with a little more ability to look at the numbers and find out what we need out of, like, a truck. What pro- what does a truck need to produce? I've known what these numbers are. We've talked about these numbers. Like, yeah, great. But really understanding the meaning behind it and how to get what we need out of these things that allow us to still have the time to do fun things at work, to train on things at work, to allow people to... Learn things that they want to learn rather than just run out and chase service calls all day. Because that gets old. That gets boring. It gets, like, work is work. Like, you know, at the end of the day, it's manual labor. And it's tiring. And it's dangerous. And we can get hurt. And there's overuse injuries, right? You know, shoulder injuries is why we have a Surewinder. And so how do we look at the numbers but still treat people like people? Right? The challenge becomes choosing between the person and the payoff. It's a huge risk financially if you're focused too much on the person. But I have found that the more you focus on your people, the more the numbers take care of themselves. If you establish a good company culture and if you establish a place where Everybody wants to contribute and everybody is part of the team and everybody has a sense of belonging and reward from what's happening, right? That's kind of one of the cool things about being a small and growing company is everybody gets to contribute a little piece and not only contribute, but also be recognized for their contribution, Right. I mean, that is a, a motivating, a driving factor for some people, almost as much as money. I mean, we're all here to make money. Me, you, everybody. If it wasn't about money, we wouldn't be here. Simple as that. Right. Some of us would maybe, but majority, majority of us, no. You know, maybe we would have found something else. But I feel this does give me a sense of purpose, you know, But part of it is building the business and building the people and building myself, right? That's the, that's the fun part. That's the, that's the cool part. And I found that, like I said, taking care of the people always has a bigger payoff than taking care of the numbers, right? They do kind of go hand in hand, but you know, I genuinely appreciate the effort and work and time that every employee member of this team puts in. Everybody that's still here belongs here. I 100% believe that. They belong here, that they're, I'm meant to be doing what I'm doing and I, I hope they feel like they're meant to be helping us get where we need to be. It's a us thing, it's a we thing. It's not a me thing, it cannot be a me thing. It's an us thing. Now, the other part of that is customers, right? I saw a post recently about time spent on a job site and how the time on a job site equates to the value to the customer. The number of minutes we spend there is irrelevant. We could spend two hours there and not fix shit because we didn't know what we were doing. And we just walking around with our thumb up our ass and prodding around and trying to figure it out. And maybe magically we fixed it when we were done. Time does not equal value, right? We always want to say, oh, it's not the number of minutes that you pay me for. It's the number of years of experience that I have. Okay. And that's all well and good too. But I can see where time appears to have value. Because if you show up for five and a half minutes and you leave them with a working door and you give them a $400 bill, they're like, hey, what did I just pay for? You know, there's that whole story about the, having the, the guy come in and, and And, like, they spend all these people can't figure out how to get the ship running. And one guy comes in and taps it with a hammer, right? And he gives them a bill for a million dollars. They say, well, what is this? You were here for five seconds. Yeah. Uh, Well, here's a bill for five dollars for five seconds. And then the other portion of the million is for no one where to tap, right? That's a, you know, paraphrasing. You guys have heard that story before, I'm sure. So when we go out and we meet with the customer, I'll tell you the way that we work is every day we start underbooked and I've, I've stressed this to my team to my techs to my guys that are on the road we start the day underbooked why because we want to take every opportunity to make sure that we are providing the most the best service that we can provide to our customers i want our customers to feel like they were the only customer that we had to take care of that day. Like their garage and everything that they had going on was important. I want them to know that we care about what the service that we're providing. They had a problem. We want to help them solve that problem. We want them to feel like we were there for them and we helped them out. We don't just want them to feel that way because we want them to feel that way. We want them to feel that way because that's how we actually treat them. If we pull up to Mrs. Jones' house and the garage, the garage, can you tell what I think about all day long? The garbage cans are out at the curb and they've already come and taken the trash and there's just empty cans at the curb. Bring the cans in. You know what? Half the people aren't even going to notice that you did it, but the ones that do are going to be so appreciative, like... Who does that? Like, the freaking plumber came out. He didn't bring my trash cans in. You know? Bring the trash cans in. How long does it take? You know? We're here to help people. Right? So, we start the day underbooked. I want to make sure that we are not rushing from one job to the next just to get to all these customers in a day. I've gotten a lot better about making sure that we are leaving time in the day, right? We're a service-based industry. Some people need to be serviced immediately. And if someone has an urgent problem and they call and you can fix that problem that day, they are so freaking happy. They're ecstatic. You know, we don't want to tell those people, yeah, we can't be out for two to three weeks. That sucks. That sucks. Doesn't it? Doesn't that suck? Hey, uh, my check engine light's on. My car is acting funny. Um, I need it to get to work every day. Can I bring it in and have you take a look at it today? Oh, you know what? We're booked out for two to three weeks. We'll let you know when you can come. In. How, how'd you like to come see us in July? Like, that's not cool. Some people can wait, right? Hey, I got an oil change coming up. What's the next available thing you got? If you got to put me out a few weeks, that's fine. Okay, let's put them out a few weeks. That's how we schedule things now. Oh, fantastic. You bought a door. It's in stock. That's great. Like, uh, you, know, you got a working door. Is this a, is this something you're looking to do right away? Or can we put you on the schedule for, you know, four to five weeks from now? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be great. Actually, that works better for me because we're going on a vacation next week. You know, you don't know. We can always book an appointment and change it. You can always move it up. Right? It's easy to move an appointment up, but you don't want to move it back. That's tougher to do. So we start the day underbooked. We try to treat every customer like the lonely customer. We don't want to rush from one job to the next. We want to make sure that if we show up and we do a thorough assessment and they need two operators and two full rebuilds, that we have time to do it. We want to fix it today, right? Never mind logistically the expense that comes with doing one operator today and a set of rollers and then driving back to the shop and then going back to this house a few days later or a couple weeks later to do it that road time that setup time that breakdown time the scheduling time the call ahead right minimize that stuff do it all today why are we overbooking and running from one job to the next for pennies when we should be Taking care of our customers and doing the complete job right then and there. Why should they have to do Now, there's times when that's inappropriate, where you shouldn't do that. Maybe they have to get to an appointment. Maybe maybe we're just busy. Maybe we got an emergency that came in that morning and we need to make sure we get there today. Yeah, we can push stuff off and if that's the case. We can schedule it for another day. But if we don't have to, why do we do it? I don't know. That just that's that's what makes sense to me. Maybe maybe it makes sense to you, maybe it doesn't, maybe you've got a better way. If you do, I would love to hear it. Because I'm always looking to do better. One percent better today, the next day. Whatever it is. Right? That's all I'm here for. Just to do better by myself, by my family, by my people, my team. I'm here to be the best that I can be. Put people first. And the rest will sort itself out. I appreciate all of you. I genuinely look forward to doing this. Sometimes it's a little more of an obligation than I'd like it to be when I'm a little busy. But I do, no matter what, enjoy doing this. I hope that you get something out of it. Um, You know, I, I really hope that you're all learning something, whether it's from me. Or maybe I said something stupid and you learned something because I did something wrong. I don't care. Whatever. That's cool too. But I appreciate you. I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope you crush your goals this week. I hope you make some money. I will see you next time. Have a great week.